0: You guys all comfortable? Ready to go? All right. It's going to
1: be a good night. I do want you to lean in. You can uh, grab your notebooks, grab your phones, take some notes. There's going to be a lot of wisdom that is imparted tonight. And I want you guys to catch as much of it as you can. And um, we really wanted to do this as a part of our Joy in the City series because I think that one of the things that can steal joy the most quickly is when we lose emotional control. When we, when we operate out of our emotions, when we operate out of our feelings, it can derail what God wants to do in our world and our life faster than I think anything else. And, um, and sometimes I think we give the enemy, the devil, too much credit. We, we, we think that the devil is, is messing up our world, messing up our life, doing all those things. And he tries to. He tries to. But we believe that if we operate in faith, that none of his attacks are going to take hold. But sometimes we can derail ourselves. You know, sometimes we can do the things or we can be the problem that we're trying to get rid of. And who knows? It's hard to get rid of a problem if you are the problem. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But uh, but we've got some some great wisdom, some great insight that um, all of these fine panelists are going to share. And we really wanted to I, I asked them all to speak because they can share out of real life testimonies, their real life stories, things that they've uh, it, that they've had victory in, areas they've had victory in, and also areas that they are continuing to have victory in. So it's not just a momentary breakthrough, that, um, that we all are a work in progress, and we're all progressing towards that upward call. And, uh, and it's great to, to go along uh, with some great people beside you on either side, and, uh, and that can help you out in the process. So um, we're going to be talking about some things. They know everyone? What's that? Did they know everyone? What do you mean? We already introduced them, didn't I? Did I introduce everybody? Okay,
2: sorry. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Oh. All right, right, here we go. I'm paying attention now. I'm paying attention. (laughs) I'm just starstruck looking at everyone, so... You I'm all look int- fabulous. I'm paying attention now.
1: But we're going we're gonna to hit on some areas that maybe touch on work or life, your character, your family, parenting. We want to hit uh, a lot of different areas. And so as you lean in, there, is gonna, there are going to be some things that are directly applicable to you. And so when we're thinking about um, our emotional response and having emotional control, you know, how do we respond when the pressure is on? How do we respond when we're under fire? Do we have the ability to control our emotions in in any situation, any circumstance? And um, in Proverbs 14.30, it says this, A sound mind makes for a robust body, but runaway emotions corrode the bones. So uh, as I mentioned up front, there is going to be some healing tonight. And uh, you'll find that, as the scripture says, when you are in control of your emotions, it can actually have a positive influence on your health, your physical person, your physical health can be uplifted when you're in control and, uh, and that's just one area. I also want to talk about conflict resolution. You know, how do we, how do we operate out of emotions in the right way? I know it's really easy for, for all of us, myself included, to, uh, to operate out of emotions in a negative way, but what are some positive ways that we can operate out of our emotions? So we want to bring some pa- practical things, and we also, at the end, want to leave room for the Holy Spirit to move. So as, w- as each of us are-, are speaking through these different areas, I want you to be thinking about and praying about and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal things to you that, that maybe are areas that you know that you need to get breakthrough in. Maybe there are areas where, where uh, it's been a bit of a struggle. Maybe there has been a bit of a wall up. And, uh, and we want to create some space at the end of the service tonight for ministry to happen. And I know that as you open your hearts up, the Holy Spirit is going to come in, is going to reveal things, and there's going to be a beautiful opportunity for you to receive breakthrough and receive healing. Amen? Amen. All right. So uh, to kick things off, I, wanna, I wanted to start off with maybe, maybe one of the simplest concepts um, to think about, but one of the hardest to master. And, uh, and when we think about emotional response and having emotional re- control, who knows that what you say is often a very big indicator of how you're feeling, right? So we're going to lead off by, by talking about taming the tongue. And, uh, and there's a scripture in James chapter 3 verse 2 that says this, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. Hang on a second. Let me read that again. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. The Bible actually gives you a recipe to be perfect. That's pretty incredible, right? We thought only Jesus could be perfect, but the Bible tells us if you are never at fault in what you say, then you are perfect. That's pretty amazing. Um, and, And they're able to keep their whole body in check. So what If you can control your tongue, you can actually control your entire body. So I wanted to have uh, Stan, the man Baker, talk about taming the tongue and, uh, and talk about some of the victories he's had there and some of the, the solutions that he's found in this process. So, Stanley.
3: Great. Um, first off, I want to say, um, like, what we say is so powerful. And, um, and as in this church, we understand um What power is, we see power operating, and it 's promoted that we grow into a place in saying powerful things and uh, But man, a word, a voice can rile up a nation, yeah. can take over the known world. Um, a voice can can silence chaos, right. and it 's about the spirit in which that voice it operates and um And I'm telling you, there's nothing that riles up your voice quicker than emotion. I think that um, emotion, uh, I think God's emotional. I think we have an emotional God, so emotions should be celebrated, but the spirit in which we operate when we're emotional, I think, is key. The uh, Lord reminded me that um, we have the power of life. In Proverbs 18, the power of life or death is in the tongue, right? That's not even the whole scripture. It says then... uh, From it, from what we say, we will eat that fruit. So, you know, know, I've been on staff at church since June of last year, and I thought 21 years in the military uh, drew a lot of emotion out of me. (laughs) And um, I'm telling you what, the devil hates what we're doing here. And just as much as uh, we all may feel attacked, I've been feeling like I've been attacked, (laughs) even by the closest of people. But I'm telling you that the Lord's taken me through a process. He's taken me through a process. You know, it seems like at times that my voice doesn't have much life or death. And uh, so I found myself just getting frustrated on the daily. And to be honest, you know, I started in June of last year. And it was like for the first four or five months as... um, I was getting frustrated and in, in learning new processes and integrating with my new team, my new family, that I kept, I found myself saying like, man, I feel like I just want to quit.
0: Wow.
3: And uh, like those, that's a powerful word. Right. Yeah. And then people are like, man, how's it going? I'd be like, man, it's tough. I'm hanging in there. That's how it started. Wow. Man, I can't believe this is my dream to serve in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. But yeah. progressively... I started getting some emotions, and uh, and I didn't. I wasn't bringing them to the Lord. I wasn't confiding in many other people. In fact, I was just feeding these emotions in a negative manner, because my heart wasn't in the right place. Wow. So I was. People like, man, how you doing, Stan? Man, it's like every day I want to quit. It's like every day I want to quit. And I probably have said that dozens and dozens of times. You know what? Just happened to happen in November, December. I got amazing full-time job offers somewhere else. And it just, the, the light bulb went off. Light bulb went, it was actually going back into a world I was before. It would have been amazing. It would have been great. We probably could have bought another house or two. The, uh, but it just, it's like the light bulb went off. And it's like, look, look what, look what you opened, but look what the devil's doing. And he was using my emotion against me, my, my process against me. And, uh, and I realized that I was, when I was saying those things, when I was sp- speaking even frustrations to others, not necessarily listening to the help of wise counsel, I was feeding that. I was eating off of that fruit of what I was saying. And uh, but that light bulb went off. When it, it was like the, the, the dangly carrot in front of the, the hungry rabbit. Yeah. And uh, I was like, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? Because I almost had that thought of like, me, I can just serve the Lord out here. I can, right. I can, I can just make all this, and uh, wow. and it was just a falsity. And I had created it in my heart and in my mind through what I was saying. Wow. And um, so, so, just the power of life and death. So, how did I get out of that? Aside from that, that that light bulb, like, oh, something's up here, yeah. is um, I realized that. I had to start listening to those around me, those in leadership and authority around me and really what they were saying. And I had to remember, like, I, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I heard the Lord. This is, this is desires of my heart. And, and I had to be real and I had to take responsibility for my emotions, the things I was saying, actually look and say, nobody is against me. Nobody's against me. This doesn't even... And I had to shut down those emotions by what I call faith speak like, how is God speaking over this moment when I'm emotional? I mean, even today. Yeah, we can, even today I'm planning. I want bathrooms. I wanted bathrooms for hero, right? I got so emotional about it. I'm like, we need bathrooms. There's going to be all these people. And I was like, I'm like, stop. Why am I being emotional about this? Am I afraid that this thing's going to fail and crumble? Do I not take the wise counsel uh, of the multitude of wise people around me? I said, stop. We don't need to push this. You know, God is for this event coming up. Yep. He's, and, and I realized that his ways are very high. And it, takes, yeah. all, it took our teamwork. So I just started speaking out. Yeah. Like, no, no, I don't need to control this. I need to yeah. let this yeah. go. And in uh, each time, the Lord's just building me up when I let go of uh, trying to control my emotions, kind of control the situation. And really, I think it's, it's rooted in, in fear. Wow. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times my emotions are rooted in fear, fear of failure, fear of um, what happens if I'm not in control. Yeah. And um, so that's just a kind of, kind of start.
1: So good. I love that. Come on. How good was that? I love what, what we feed on in our spirit, what we rehearse on is what is what comes out. The Bible says that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So sometimes we, we don't even think about it. When we're, when we're in situations that are, that are difficult, where our emotions rise up, and we start to tell ourselves, like, I just want to quit. I just want to quit. I just want to quit. Then that's what starts to come out of our mouth. But if we can shift that, like have that wise counsel, like Stan was saying, and, uh, and start speaking out of faith, start speaking out of trust. You know, faith is really just, is really trust, trusting in God. So if you position yourself in, in, um, in an area where God's favor is on you, then, then trust that He's with you you know, trust that even though there's going to be hardships, even though there might be disagreements, and come on somebody, if if there can be disagreements and hardships, if you're on staff at the church, then there can be disagreements and hardships for any of us anywhere, right? And uh, so that's, that's, right. that's so good, Stan, I love that testimony, and, uh, and, and like you were saying, being able to to speak faith and speak out of that overflow, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, Stan, Stan was kind of focusing on, on uh, an external condition, an external environment. You know, what we say, it affects so many o- other people around us, um, including ourselves. But it really starts with that internal struggle. So uh, the, the external situation, the external effects or application is a product of what's happening on the inside. And so I wanted to shift a little bit and focus now on, on the internal struggle, the internal control of emotions. And uh, I'm going to have my, my beautiful wife share on this. And, um, and she's, she's had a lot of experience um, in, in operating out of being uh, operating out of an overflow instead of operating out of being overwhelmed. You know, if you're if you're so focused on on the external circumstances and situation and and all the things that you have to do, it can be overwhelming. You have this task list, especially as a mom who works two jobs and is is doing a thousand different things. Um, it can be overwhelming so so quickly. And so if we can just transition out of operating out of being overwhelmed into operating out of an over. Flow, then uh, we'll see the grace of God come on our life. So Lisa's going to yes, share about exactly. that. Yes, exactly.
2: Well, I'm really loud. No, but I want to share with you my, um, at first, my testimony, because yes, you see, you all see me operating in that place right now, but I was not always like that. And I'm glad um, Stan touched on, on some of that, how we're, we act out of our, out of our emotions, because for several years, so I don't know when it started. Maybe like I was in college. I think I started having massive like fear and anxiety, like anxiety attacks and fear. And um, I think it was I think it was birthed from like a performance space. Like I was afraid to fail is kind of where it started. But it kind of consumed my my life because it it con- it consumed my thoughts. It consumed like every every action I chose to do or not do was filtered through that. And so I really felt bound to it. And, and I know, you know, that there's people here that I've personally talked to that have had struggles the same with, with anxiety. And it is, it is rooted in fear. And Stan touched on that too, that his is also rooted in fear. So interesting. Um, but for me, mine was like an internal... That no one else really knew what I was going through and no one else really understood. When I would explain it to people, they're like, oh, just get over it, or why do you think that? You're crazy. Like I don't know who would have said something like that. You you (laughs) didn't you didn't even know me then. This is like pre-Michael, so it's okay. But I have good news. It's not a life sentence. If you're facing something like that right now, I'm proof that it's that's not forever. Okay. And so that's that's um the good thing. But I was living out of out of negative emotions, like I would have physical reactions to things, I would respond, um, I would physically have like problems in my body because of stress. And it was affecting my health, I would lose weight, and all these things would happen to me that weren't good. And really, when I looked at my life in front of me, all I could see was how am I going to function like this? And I still was functioning. I was in college, and then after college, I had a job, so I was like functioning. I, and I was on. I was even taking like medication, and I was functioning. And so, from the outside world, you would never know that I was having this massive internal struggle. And um and but I just I felt like every day was like survival, and I couldn't, um I couldn't look past. I feel like in that time I was really selfish. I was inward seeking and I couldn't really help other people because I felt like I was just trying to get through the day. I was just trying to get my things done, go to bed, wake up the next day, sun's out again. Okay, go do through the day, go to bed. And I was on this like, on this, I couldn't even look to like the next year because I was so focused on what I was doing. And I feel like that was such the enemy, like it was like a trap. And I feel like it was keeping me from, obviously, doing the things and going out and being productive in areas that he was calling me to be productive, but I was trapped in my own mind. And it was crazy, and it probably lasted like a few years, really. And, um, and so I'm going to read this scripture to you. Second Corinthians 10:4 through5. And in the message version, it sounds really good. So I don't know where it started. Oh, I didn't, okay. So the t- the tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion in pu- impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. So if you want to know what the Bible says about this, take, in, in short, take every thought captive. Yeah. I had to learn, and yes, I had deliverance, I've had prayer, but it wasn't like I had a deliverance prayer, and then my life was perfect the next day. Like, I, I had the prayer, and yes, God can set you free in a moment, but then I had to walk it out. I had to take every thought captive, replace it with a, with a thought, replace it with scripture. I actually had to do the work. I had to be disciplined. I had to choose to not um, I I actually what really happened was I came to it one day when I was like this is absolutely ridiculous that I'm living this way in fear in my own mind this is crazy like I actually had this moment where I'm like I'm done this is ruining my life. I just spit. Was
1: it, uh, was it when you were watching The Matrix you are living in a no. prison of your mind?
2: It pretty much was like that. Okay, so I'm I'm. I'm telling you, it was not a great few years of my life. But if anything, it taught me um, to to read the God's Word. I wasn't in this church yet, or else that, it wouldn't have taken a few years for that. But I'm trying to help you guys now. So read the Scripture. Read it every morning. Write it down. Meditate on it. When those thoughts come, and they will come, and they still visit me. They still come back. And I'm like, yeah, like you have no power over me anymore. And I don't operate out of that. And And that was, I know, it's... It's, thank you, Jesus. But I made a decision, even when I was operating in that fear zone, I made a decision. I wasn't going to make decisions based out of fear. So, so even though I was terrified on the inside and having panic attacks, like wow. quietly, I was like, I'm not going to not go out or not go to that thing because of this. And so I didn't let it control my life. And that was one thing I was proud of myself for doing, even though on the inside I was panicking like half the time. Um, But so be disciplined. And being in control of your emotion is a fruit of the Spirit and um, self-control, and it is a discipline. So don't think it's just going to leave you just because, yes, Jesus is good, and He can do it all, but He wants to partner with us, and His, his plan for you is not to live that way, and so yeah. don't think that that's normal. Don't be okay with it, and, and do the steps and the right things to, to help you, and then now I can live my life, you know, doing all of these things, and um, without that being in the way, and honestly, I feel like looking back, I was, it was just a, a barrier for me to, to walk out for what He's called me to do, so...
1: Wow, oh, So good. Come on. How good was that? Love that. And it's so true. Our, our emotions can be so deceiving that we can, we can sometimes trap ourselves in, in a prison in our mind that we can prevent our, ourselves from going out and living the life that we're called to live, being who we're called to be, stepping up. And, uh, and taking adventures in life. Like, yes, there are risks. Yes, there are some scary things out there. But God has not called us to live a trapped or an isolated life. That we, uh, we have to move out. And, um, and we can't let fear trap us. Um, you know, just like what Stan was saying and Lisa was saying, that, uh, that if, we, if we assume or if we imagine the worst about something, then that's just living in fear. And, um, and I think one of the deceptions... I'm going to jump in there. Yeah.
2: I would have that thought. I would say what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm. Well, I could die. Wow. And then even Tucker Carlson said, he's like, well, if you guys are Christians and you think the worst thing that could happen is you die, is that really the worst thing? You know where yeah, you're going. I think you're missing the point. Like, wow, it's so true. Yeah. So, I mean, the worst thing. And then that's not so bad. And you move on from there. I've been, that was me for a while. So, yeah.
1: Wow. Come on. Yeah. So good.
3: Can and I, uh, uh, can I yeah. say one thing? Uh, there's, a, there's something that was said about, you know, being overwhelmed versus overflow And uh, it was an example of how uh, the disciples were fighting over who was first and asking Jesus, like, who's first? Which one of us is the best? Because we're working hard for your approval. And he said, all you guys are going to fall away. This one thing I tell you, abide in me. And I'm paraphrasing, but uh, a lot of times being overwhelmed comes from performance, uh, the need or desire to be performed, either succeed or be approved by yourself or others or loved ones or et cetera. And uh, the Lord said, we're all fall short of the glory of God. It's important to abide in Christ. And I think we were also highlighting uh, where you get that overflow from, where you get that strength from, that renewal, so that the next time you respond, the next time you act, it won't be from a place of overwhelmed or emotion. It'll be from a place of being centered in Christ because that's who you've been abiding with.
1: Good. So good. And I loved what uh, Lisa said as well. That, um, that self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. You know, sometimes we, we trick ourselves or we allow ourselves to be tricked into believing that we have to fix the problem all by ourselves. But, uh, but self-control is a fruit of the Spirit, just like I, I spoke about a, a couple weeks ago that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. So we don't have to generate joy in and of ourselves. We don't have to generate self-control in and of ourselves. When we allow God... His Spirit to come in and operate in us, then a product of that, an expression of that is joy, and an expression of that is self-control. So if you feel like you're just trying and trying and trying, and you're not making headway in this area, then, then maybe you need to just take a breather, take a step back, and just open up some space, put some worship music on, and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and allow that fruit of self-control to come into your life. So good. All right. The next topic that we want to talk about and kind of coming in off the heels of that, uh, a lot of times there are systems that need to be dismantled, systems that, that are keeping us from breakthrough or keeping us from experience, experiencing emotional control. And especially over the last couple of years, what we've seen is that the devil has done a lot of work. He's tried very hard to isolate us. To keep us separate through COVID lockdowns and and uh, different work situations and schools being shut down and, and so many different things that uh, there's there's been this this pandemic of isolation and um, and you know, who knows if you're just stuck by yourself for too long. You start thinking some crazy things. You start doing some crazy things. And even if it's just you and your family, like sometimes you just need to have that external interaction. And so I want to have um, Kayla share a little bit about her story and testimony of leaving isolation. Like being stuck in, in, in certain systems, maybe maybe physical, maybe the government's trying to tell you you can't go to work, you can't go to school, you can't go to church, you can't do all these things, but also some emotional isolation and uh, and some, some keys that she's found to help us break out of that.
4: Yeah, exactly. We actually went from, in our family, we went from basically forced isolation, which was covid for a whole year, right into a year of emotional trauma, we entered a year where the we started our year with my sister being diagnosed with breast cancer, my stepfather's uh, prostate cancer coming out of remission, to us um, <clears throat> most currently losing my husband's little brother, and it's so easy. When you're going through those things, and because that's only three. <laughs> There's been so many more this last year. And a lot of people look at us and they're like, oh, you wouldn't even know. And it's because we've had to fight that spirit of isolation. You get into emotional excuses when you allow yourself to be isolated from community, from church, from prayer groups, from connect groups and everything, because yeah. that's what church is about. That's what family is about, is when you are going through emotional things, especially after coming out of a year where you are programmed to do everything by yourself and only lean on a select few, It's it's really hard to break that. And then you get slammed into emotional trauma. And so it's hard to break some habits, but it's not how God wants us to operate. That's right. That's how the enemy wants us to operate. He wants to divide us so he can conquer us and whisper lies in our ears about, you know, we are not good enough, we are reaching out too much, we shouldn't ask for prayer, oh my gosh, here she is again asking for prayer again and everything like that. But if we didn't do that, then in those quiet times, I wouldn't have those random text messages, that's how God operates, you guys, is in those quiet times when those things start to overwhelm you and they start to drown you, I would get a text from Lisa asking, what's going on with this? Or how are you today? And, or, you know, even from the shooties, the ISIS, I can list so many people in this church because so many of you have been going through the emotional trauma with us, and it's not been us by ourselves. And it even says in the Bible, in Ecclesiastes 4.12, it says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three, are even better for a triple braided cord, is not easily broken. So we received the news about my brother-in-law Monday night at midnight. I was due on this stage Wednesday to do a tithe message. (laughs) Talk about emotional excuses start overwhelming you. I can't do it. I'm not gonna be up there. There's no way I can handle that. I'm gonna be a wreck. Lies, lies, lies. The first thing my husband said to me he's he was like, no, that's where we need to be. There's that two or more. That third, right here, right there, yeah. <laughs> that third to make us even stronger was half of you (laughs) who know us and have been there, have prayed for us through everything. And we're still going through it. As I was, you know, getting emotional, it's not easy. You know, we just did the celebration of life for my little brother and it's not easy, but it's easier when we don't take ourselves into a position where the enemy can make it 10 times worse. And that's what's going to happen if we withdraw. Because it's very easy to make those excuses and withdraw and say, I can't go to church tonight. I'm too overwhelmed. I can't go to prayer group because I'm overwhelmed. Well, how do you think you're going to get through that? You know, when we go through emotions, that creates spiritual gaps. It says in the Bible multiple times that this community right here is who's supposed to stand in those gaps for us when we need it. And so... Don't ever, ever take what God has given us for granted. We have this at everybody's fingertips. It's not because I do production or anything like that. It's because of the fact that I'm a part of this church, and this church is a family. And when one's down, all of us will lift them up. So, and that's... Thank you. So... Let us lift you up. Everybody's continuing with me up, and I thank you all for it. You guys are an amazing family. We have amazing pastors who've been a rock this whole last year. So
1: beautiful. How beautiful is that. Thank you, Kayla, for sharing. We're we're about out of time, but I I did want to kind of wrap things up with one final section. So we we kind of started off talking about the the external ramifications or the implications of, of what emotional, the lack of emotional control can do. And, you know, Stan shared about taming the tongue and how we can we can take emotional control in that area. And then Lisa talked about the, the internal struggle that we sometimes face where people don't see it on the outside, um, but we can actually get healing from the inside out. We can take emotional control from the inside out. And then uh, Kayla's beautiful story about uh, leaving isolation and having that community and, but taking down the systems that, that are keeping you bound or keeping you uh, in check or, or not having the freedom. And so I wanted to, to finish up as we go in this kind of top-down approach, uh, just getting down to the basics, simple choices. So I want to talk about breaking bad habits, breaking bad habits. And uh, habits, habits are typically emotionally driven or they're driven by feelings and and they can be good and bad you can have positive or negative habits and uh and you know for example a positive habit that we have is, is usually usually probably three, maybe four times a week when we're putting our boys to bed, we'll, we'll lay down with them in their bed and we'll read stories to them. And that's kind of our, our nighttime routine. They, get, they brush their teeth, they get their jammies on, and we sit down and reread books or have them read books. Um, Grady has even started reading some to Noah. And, um, and we, we love this routine. It's our way to decompress, our way to, to spend time together. And, um, and it feels good. Like when you, sometimes it's hard, like you, like the struggle of the day, the hecticness, everything, like sometimes it's not always easy to get there and and we don't, we're not perfect. We don't get there every night, but it does feel good when we can sit down with our kids and do that. And that's a, that's a a good habit operating out of a, a positive emotion. But, uh, but then there's things on the negative side where we do things because they feel good, but not for a good reason or not for the right reason. I mean, sometimes, um, you know, we can have a, a glass of wine or something with dinner and, and, and you know, it's a, it's a nice cap to the day. It feels good. But then, you know, one leads to two, two leads to four. And then all of a sudden, you know, gone through a whole bottle or, or a bottle or several bottles. Or, um, you know, there's ways that we can allow what feels good, to, to, um, overcome our emotions. We can have too much of a good thing or, or, you know, even too much of a not so good thing. You know, there's uh, there's a, if we allow our feelings to take precedence over the important things in our life, then we lose emotional control. We lose control, even not just emotional control, but sometimes physical control, and uh, oftentimes, habits can lead to addictions, which lead to complete lack of control, where, where even if you wanted to, even if you tried to, you couldn't stop it from happening. And then on the, uh, the emotional side of it, there's, there's positive habits. You know, sometimes we can get an emotional response to a situation, but it's one of compassion, where, where our emotional response is to go help somebody, to go encourage somebody, to go lift somebody up, and we can get into the, into the habit of doing those good things um, but then there's obviously the emotional responses that are negative. You know, you know going back to, to our kids, there's times when, when um, you know, they're misbehaving. And you ask them time and time again. And then, you know, me especially, like, my emotions can get the better of me and I start yelling at them. You know, and in um, this emotional response, this emotional reaction, like how many times do I have to ask you? You know, like you think that they would get it after two, three, four times. And then for some reason, like my mental logic just breaks down and my emotions take over. And um, and we've got to be able to do something to to keep our emotions in check. We've got to be able to 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 see and recognize that the pattern of this habit, um, there, there's a breaking point right? It's either going to, it's either we figure out how to break it ourselves and get out of that cycle, get out of that habit or, or the situation will break itself. And it was, it was made really clear to me on one occasion where, um, I heard my eldest son interacting with his little brother and, um, and he was getting so frustrated with him. His little brother was doing something that annoyed him and, and just like ticked him off. And, and I heard Grady ask him several times, please stop, please stop, please stop. He was doing things the right way. But then all of a sudden there was a, there was a switch where his logic broke down and his emotions took over. And I saw in my son and I heard in my son the exact things that I would say and that I would do when my emotions break down. And we know that, that what, what walks in fathers runs in son or what walks in mothers runs in their daughters. And so um, we've got to be able to look at situations in our own life and, and draw them out to the conclusion. One of the other things that Tucker Carlson said the other night that was so powerful is that a lot of what we're seeing right now happening in society, if you actually if you actually play that out to its natural end, to its natural conclusion, there's no winner. Like, nobody wins in this, this gender confusion, uh, like, curriculum that's trying to be pushed on to students. Like, who's the winner in the end of this? Who's the winner in social distancing? Who's the winner in isolation? Who's the winner in any of these things that uh, are being pushed and impressed upon us? And if you think about the situations and the habits that you have in your life, whether it's based out of emotions or based out of feelings, I think one great way that, um, a great tool that we can use to help break those things is to, to walk it out to its natural conclusion. Like, think about that habit. Think about that thing that you do that just keeps, keeps popping up in your life. You know, where's that going to lead? You know, is it a physical addiction? Well, I mean, there's, there's obvious consequences and ramifications to where that can lead. Is, is it an emotional response? Is it based out of feelings? Well, I saw in my life where that could lead. It could lead to my son doing the same things that I would do, having the same responses that I, that I could have. And for me, that was just a, it was just a light switch went off. And it, it helped me realize that if I don't get in control of my emotions, if I don't find a way to break those bad habits, then I'm going to see them replicated in my kids. I'm going to see them replicated in people around me. And, and I don't want that for them, for you, you know, or for me. And so, um, so one of the ways that, that we, can, we can help break those types of situations and, and, and uh, take emotional control over our feelings, take emotional control you know over those circumstances is is one decide beforehand like plan out what you're going to do if you start to see those situations pop up over and over again then you can actually take some wise counsel you can get help from other people you can be in community but then you can decide no if if this happens again this is going to be my response if you go to the word of god it's filled with lots of wisdom Dig into the word, like find find a find a, a a scripture in the Bible that applies to your situation. I guarantee you, if you search hard enough, you will find it. And if you can't find it, then come talk to us or come talk to your Connect Group leader, and they'll help you find it. the The Bible is God's manual for life, like His Word of God. It's the truth, and uh, and it's it's filled with mysteries, and and it says that it's our it's our honor to go and search them out. And uh, I know for me personally, I, I don't want, you know, negative reactions out of emotions or feelings to become a habit in my life. And so I've got to take responsibility for my own actions. I've got to decide that um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the things, the hard things that need to be done so I don't see the negative responses in my kids. And I don't see the negative responses even in myself anymore. And, uh, and there are definitely some things, some habits, some circumstances that are, are very difficult to break. And um, one of the tools, one of the things that I've found in my life that's so powerful that helps me break out of those circumstances is fasting. And uh, it, it, I find that if, uh, if I'm in a situation or circumstance, and and I keep doing the same thing, and I I know I need to to stop doing that, then I'll I'll dedicate some time to God through prayer and fasting, and I say, okay, I'm going to give this situation to you, and if you find it really hard to do that, then that's all the more reason that you need to do it, you know, because if you can't let go of something, then you don't have it. It has you. And uh, we don't want to be held in bondage. We don't want to be held captive by anything that the devil would try and throw at, throw at it. So my advice to you, if you find yourself in that type of situation, is, is, uh, is do a fast, is uh, dedicate that time to God, dedicate that circumstance to God, release it. I mean, it doesn't even have to be long necessarily to start. Maybe you could, can you do it for a day? You know, try doing something for a day. Okay, got through that. All right, now maybe do three days. Okay, finally, yeah, I was able to do that. Maybe try a week. However long it takes, how often it, it, however often it takes until you break the back of that bad habit. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to wrap up now. And uh, what I'd like to do is... I'm going to have each of us up on the panel just pray into those specific areas, pray into those specific ways where we can take emotional control over these circumstances, over these situations in our life. So why don't we all stand up and just get into that place, get into that spirit where you're ready to receive and all of those things that God has been speaking to you over the course of, of this message. I want, you, uh, I want you to get ready and, um, and open your hearts to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into you. And so just even right now, just begin to pray and begin to to lift up your hands or put your hands out or get in a place, Um, you know, if you have a a prayer language, you can start speaking in that that language and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. And after we pray, I'm going to invite the ministry team to come down. And uh, if you need specific prayer over any areas, we don't want you to run off. We don't want you to leave. I want you all to have the opportunity to receive um, specific prayer. But right now, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. So we're just going to go down the line. And, uh, and pray into these specific things.
3: Father, I thank you. you that you're an emotional God, you're creative God, and you've created us in your image, unique, special, pointed for this very time we're living in. Lord, I thank you that it's not an accident we're standing here in this position. We're right where you called us to be, Lord. Lord, and I and I repent for my... My tongue being loose. My tongue spouting off in the mo- midst of emotion. And we repent as a collective. Lord, you gave us great power, Lord God, in our voice. As we, we repent for the things we've said out of, our, out of our flesh, out of the spirit of this world, Lord God. And we just cancel. Cancel those words. We cover it in the blood of Jesus. We receive your forgiveness over our voices today, Lord God, and we take back your kingdom authority over our voices, Lord, that we have kingly and queenly authority in our voices. and We submit it to you, Lord, the gift of our voice. We submit it to you. We submit our emotions to you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you, you turned over temples. You turned over tables in the temple, Lord. That you, you stood up and you became emotional for, for righteousness, Lord, for righteousness. So we speak righteousness over us today. And I, I breathe new life over each person's voice and their home and their work. Lord, I pray for a reset in the, in the hearts and the minds of the people that we've hurt. A new chance, a, a reset, Lord God receive a freshened filling of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, that when next time we speak, Lord God, the words coming out of our mouth are the same words coming out of your mouth, that your words will not return void, that you've established us as kings and priests in this world, Lord God, and that our voices make a difference for good by the power of Jesus Christ.
2: And when I was going through my struggles, I knew that one day I would be sharing it so that other people could be set free. So I thank you, God, for each and every person here that is struggling with inward thoughts, that with internal thoughts that are, are controlling their actions or their minds or their emotions. God, I just thank you that you have given us the tools for freedom. I thank you that you want to empower each and every one of us in this place, that you want us to live full lives, full of you to live our lives for you God and I just thank you that that we are strong and courageous that we can do hard things that we can do all the things that you have called us to do that we will just take one foot in front of the other we will step with faith we will continue to walk with you we will not give up we will continue to press into you for answers we will continue to press into you for freedom from addiction from, from fear from anxiety that things have no hold over us anymore in the name of Jesus and I thank you that you are renewing our minds, renewing our thoughts, that the Bible says that when we come to know you that we are a new creation I thank you God that you are, are giving us um, wisdom on how to approach our situations and that we would be able to think with clarity with um, just with peace that peace would come and I thank you God for each and every person here that's struggling with fear and anxiety we just pray right now that, that today's the day you walk out of here differently that spirit is broken it has no control over you in the name of Jesus and, and I just thank you God for freedom in this place, I thank you, God, that people
4: are set free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for Pastor Jurgen and Leanne for your yes, that there is an environment here, Father God, that the spirit of isolation has no chance, Father God, that it will be challenged at every turn, Father God. I come against that spirit right now. We all stand together, Father God. We cancel the lies of the enemy right now, Father God, that each person here, that when they are weak, that we will be strong for them and that we will fill that gap for them, Father God, that not one person in this house or under your word will ever, ever feel alone, Father God, and that they will know that they will always have a brother or a sister in Christ that will come against any and all things for them when they cannot. I thank you, Jesus, for a house that builds us up so that we can be strong when others are weak father I thank you for a house where that we can all carry each other's burdens when it is needed father and I just thank you that there is only truth spoken in this house that your voice is always louder than the enemies I bind the spirit of isolation right now against anybody that is dealing with this right now father God that the lies will be silenced right now that they have a person standing next to them, standing in front of them, somebody that will right now, that you will reveal to each and every one of us a person who needs us to step in the gap for them, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God. I thank you for being such a loving and wonderful Father and in in Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. God, I thank you for the ability to have control in our spirit, that we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit, and that spirit of self-control comes in right now, as e- each one of us will struggle with this and does struggle with this at times in our lives, where we where we act out of our feelings, we act out of our emotions, we lose emotional control. God, we we give those moments to you right now. God, I thank you for forgiveness and healing that's happening. That we would forgive ourselves for those times where we've we, we've reacted in a way, or acted in a way, or said something. that that we're ashamed of. We've said something or done something that's hurt somebody else out of our emotions, out of our hurt, out of our pain. God, we release right now forgiveness to anybody who's done that to us and to ourselves, if we've done it to anybody else. God, I thank you for this place of forgiveness, even right now. If if that's you, just wherever you're at, put your hand over your heart. Just allow yourself to receive forgiveness. The Bible says that as you forgive, you will be forgiven. So God, I thank you right now. I receive forgiveness as I'm forgiving those who have hurt me, forgiving those who have, who have wronged me because they've acted in an emotional way, acted out of an emotional response or out of a feeling, God. I thank you that your grace is sufficient to cover those times and circumstances in my life. Your grace is sufficient to lead me, lead me out of a place of, of regret or shame or condemnation because I've done or, or said things that uh, that I'm not proud of. God, I thank you for that release of forgiveness over my life, release of forgiveness over everyone here today. God, that you have given us the power to break bad habits. You have given us the power to act in an honorable way. You have given us the ability through your Holy Spirit to to act in a way that produces fruit, where we see the expressions of joy, we see the expressions of love and self-control in abundance in our life. God, and if there's anything in our life that doesn't line up with that, that You would give us wisdom to correct it wisdom to address it wisdom to break that habit maybe we need to to give that to you in a fast maybe we need to give it to you in prayer every single day your mercies are renewed every day God we come to you every day we put this at your feet we say I don't want to hold on to this anymore I don't want this habit in my life anymore I'm declaring that I am free right now in Jesus name that I don't have to live under the burden of this bad habit or this addiction anymore that I can walk in freedom. I declare my freedom right now in Jesus' name. I declare that that I am free because the Son, your Son, has set me free. And I'm going to live out that freedom in my life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com